My Town, live with Rod Hawker. All right, welcome back to 100.9 The Line. I'm Rod Hawker, and we went from wine to medicinal purposes. I've got Kelsey Umbell here from Above the Clouds. Above the Clouds. Great. Hi, Rod. Well, good morning. Welcome, Kelsey. Thank you. So uh, I got to ask you, uh, first off, did I pronounce your last name right? You did, Kelsey Humble. Oh. That's correct. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm hitting on all cylinders so you far. You are. <laughs> well, <laughs> above the clouds, it's a curative, and you're an educator uh, for that brand, I guess. Yes. And uh, I just, uh, I'm tickled. Thanks for coming in, because uh, I've got a lot of ailments. <laughs> and when you're my age and you got helmets, uh, someone like you, you're like, yeah, she's my girl. Hey. <laughs> I want to find out what's going to make. <laughs> I am here for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because, you know, I can't drink wine all the time, but I, I, I sure can take a pill every now and again. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You have good for, or you, can, you know, you could smoke a pre-roll. Oh, you, know, be, you could. There's a, there's a lot of things you can do. The delivery methods are almost endless. Oh, what no. geez, <laughs> wow! Well, we're getting right into it. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, days. Well, thanks. Now I'm blushing. I don't know what to say. You caught me off guard. There. Well, tell me about Above the Clouds first off. How how this uh, the company got started um, and when they got in business. Okay, and, so and Matt Rempe, this is his uh, visionary dream. Okay, he wanted to bring some natural health and wellness to the Hagerstown area. As we know, there's a huge uh, opioid epidemic going on like in much of America, in much of the world. So he wanted to bring like a holistic healing thing to the area and that he's just really passionate about cannabis in general and its ability to heal and Mm -hmm. to bring people together. Also, um, he's created such a niche thing in the shop You'll have to come in sometime. It's really great. Um, he has turntables. He's a DJ. He's DJed around the world. Um, and he has a lot of DJ friends who are like world renowned and nationally ranked. So he brings music, art, and healing all together, which is really is really. I mean, who doesn't love that? Like, well, yeah, I'm just, that's that's awesome. And where is he located? He on Thirty Nine North Potomac is where the shop is. Okay, and when, when did they open? Um, our soft opening was December twentieth, and then we had oh. our, our grand opening on January thirty first. Oh, wow. Then, so very, very new. Yes, very new, but very progressive. Um, we're very involved in the community. Like I, this month, I'm going to be doing a cooking with CBD class. It's going to oh, be really? just kind of like, um, because we don't have an oven there or, uh-huh. or like a stovetop, but it's going to be kind of like a roundabout idea of like, this is what you need to do with the flour to get the extraction process going. And then you can put it into whatever food you want. Um, so we'll wow. have some tasting things like that. And then we do pop-ups almost once a month. We just had a pop-up on Saturday. So there were... Um, what is a pop-up? So we had three hemp farmers from the area, from like in the tri-state area. We had someone from Deep Creek, someone from Urbana, and then Georgetown Hemp was also there. And we had a massage therapist who was doing... Uh, CBD infused lotion massages, like on your neck, back, and arms. Wow, I should that have been was, there. You should have been there. Uh, I should, I should have emailed you. Me. That's my bad. No, no, no. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, my chiropractor's probably. Uh, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're fine. That so, pop up sounds really cool. Yeah, and then we had some DJs there who were like um, active DJs in the area, like doing on the turntables and things like that. So that was a great time. And then we have an event this month for MS awareness, multiple sclerosis mm-hmm. awareness. And how cannabis can help with that. Of course, we're going to, you know, veer more to the side of CBD versus marijuana or THC. But we have a lot of people who are 
who have MS that come into the shop and use CBD to help alleviate a lot of their issues. Wow, that's yeah. that's great. Well, we have one of the girls that work here has MS, and we're doing mm-hmm. a fundraiser the end of the month down in uh, Martinsburg at, uh, uh, let me see, it's Applebee's uh, on the, 20, the last Saturday of the month. Oh. They have a, a deal they do, and then we volunteer to serve. It's from 8 to 10. Uh, her her name's Julie, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and my, my brother-in-law passed away from MS. He had MS about 30-some years. I uh, just passed away a year ago. And he would smoke. You know, he right. illegally smoke right. uh, to, to make him feel better. But poor guy had it. Right. And he died when he was 50 couple years old. Yeah. Uh, but your the medicinal purposes are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I just read a statistic yesterday from, I believe it was Johns Hopkins, that said that 50% of people who have MS do or partake in cannabis, whether that's legally or illegally, which, I mean, if it brings you relief, mm-hmm. why why wouldn't you? Like, right. when, you're, when you're going through that much pain and everything, like, if that's something that brings you relief, like, I just... It's just a, it's so bizarre that it's still yeah. illegal, but we're not going to get too deep into that right we're, now. Uh-huh. We're not going to get into that. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm learning a lot already, but we're going to get into this whole what the difference is between CBD and the THC and all that good stuff. You are an educator, uh, but we're going to have to bounce out of here. It's 812. We're going to take a quick one-minute break. We'll be right back with Kelsey, so don't go anywhere. By gosh, how could you? We are learning a lot. We'll be right back. <laughs> Is your kid so much cuter, sillier, sweeter, or mischievous than any other kid? Here's a contest for you. Go to thelinenews.com and click the cutest kid photo contest image and submit your photo. Show us your little one caught with a bad hair day. From the wind blowing to bedhead, just woke up hair, even with their messy hair, they're still adorable. And you know your kids should win. Here's your chance to prove it. Go to thelinenews.com, click the cutest kid photo contest image, and submit your photo today. Getting on the road is easier than you think. Schedule a test ride today at M&S Harley-Davidson to find the one. Let freedom inspire you. Fresh ideas, fresh bikes, your own style, your own choice. Grab hold of the Harley-Davidson experience and create the hottest bike on the road. Wind, miles, freedom begins at M&S Harley-Davidson. 160 Falling Spring Road off exit 16 of I-81 in Chambersburg. Call 717-709-9650. M&S Harley-Davidson. They fulfill dreams of personal freedom. Lifeline. Health, fitness, and what keeps you at your physical best. On my town. Live with Rod Hawker. All right. Welcome back. This is 100.9 Align. I'm Rod Hawker. We're live weekdays from 7 to 9. And I am here with Kelsey Umbell. And she's with Above the Clouds. And she's an educator. And we're learning a lot. Uh, I want to go back to the pop-ups. When you talked about you had the three hemp growers there. Yes. And they were teaching how to make foods with hemp leaves, I guess. Right. Well, I will be teaching or, how to make foods you, with okay. the hemp buds. Like okay. the, the flower part of it that smells really strong. Similar to the sister plant marijuana so okay well, yeah. that's what i want that's what i want to get into then right. so walk me through this process uh how, how do you get hemp leaves first off so i mean is that legal they I mean, yes okay. oh yes so i think that leaves. i'm pretty sure the laws are constantly changing so to stay on top of all this is like a madman's work but it's so fun because there's always something new to learn so you yeah you grow the plant and as Well, this will also go a little bit into the cannabinoids that are in the plant. So as a plant's growing, its most prevalent cannabinoid is CBG. CBG is kind of like the stem cell to every other cannabinoid. So as the plant continues to grow, the more light or um, water, et cetera, the 
you can manipulate the genes in it and the way that the cannabinoids grow. So even in a marijuana plant, CBG starts off to be the most prevalent cannabinoid and then it turns into THC, which is a psychoactive component in marijuana. And for a hemp plant, it turns into CBD, which is the most prevalent then cannabinoid that is in hemp. Sorry, I know this is a lot to follow along. With. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. It's yeah, a, it's a bunch of th- a good. bunch of three letter terms. A bunch so, of gibberish. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> well, it's good. No, it's fine. You're fine. So, um, yeah, we go from CBG to CBD, and then that can turn to CBN, CBC, and all of these cannabinoids have different properties, different kind of healing properties. Like CBG actually binds to a receptor. CBD does not. CBN binds to a receptor also. Again, What's a receptor? A re- okay, so you have two oh. receptors in your body. Actually, let me give you a little overview. Okay, yeah, anything, great. Anything with a vertebrae has an endocannabinoid system. That system's purpose is to help maintain homeostasis over all other physiological systems in the body. So it helps communication between your respiratory system to your skeletal to your... Um, to your muscular, to your reproductive, everything. It just kind of helps everything communicate together, like since you are a body, you know, you're a vessel here. Mm -hmm. So you have receptors called CB1 and CB2 receptors. The name of the endocannabinoid system came from Raphael Meshulam. He was in the University of Israel, and he saw the way that outside cannabinoids such as cbd and thc reacted with these receptors in our bodies and he realized we have endo like inside cannabinoids and they're called ananamide and 2ag they're also called they're also bliss molecules so what you Mm. get from runner's high or meditation and things like that and like you know we all want to be in bliss yes so what cbd does it doesn't bind to either of the receptors but it stays in between the receptors and kind of like for lack of a of a better metaphor, it's like a snow plow. So it plows out the the way of like any kind of stuff that's going on between the receptors, so that your own receptors can communicate better. Mm. So CBD doesn't bind, and it's quite literally the most natural, holistic way to heal because it's not really manipulating your body at all. It's just clearing that airway so your bliss molecules can better speak to each other and create that homeostasis over your body. Mm-hmm. So, but. CBG and CBN actually bind to a receptor. You have large concentrations of CB1 receptors in your brain and CB2 receptors in your immune response, which is in your intestines. CBG binds to the CB2 in your immune response. So a lot of people that have autoimmune disorders have found lots and lots of relief from CBG because it's an anti-inflammatory on steroids in comparison to CBD. While CBD is great, you know, because we want that great neuron communication throughout, it's the CBG really ramps up the the anti-inflammatory and anti-spasmodic properties that often go on in the immune response in the intestines area. So, and then CBN binds to the CB1 receptor, which is mostly found in the brain, and they go all throughout the body, but there's large concentrations in the brain. It is really like a sedative. And I kind of hate using that word because it seems so intense. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be sedated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, it's really a great thing because it's, you know, it, it like especially for people who are very high anxiety or mm-hmm. someone who can't sleep because their brain's so active, it really helps to slow the neuron pathways down so that they can get, you know, the rest and relief that they need. Wow. Well, she's you, Peach. Did you, did you follow all that guy? A little bit. <laughs> you have to listen back. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got it because we do the podcast and we, we have. So, okay. So the, the break this down for me a little bit. I've got uh, L4 and L5, lower back problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what's the best product? 
is it's not CBD then. It's as if I'm hearing correctly, it's something that attaches to the stomach that would be an anti-inflammatory to if it's arthritis and lower back problems. Right. You, I would recommend doing a CBG and CBD ratio, like one to one for that, because I mean, I know that causes that is a whole lot of inflammation, especially because your spine is stacked on top of each other. So mm-hmm. all of that pressure and everything's just causing a buildup of inflammation. So I would do, if I were you, <laughs> I would do a CBD, CBG one-to-one ratio because you want that overall balance that continues to create the better communications throughout your, you know, your vessel, your body. And then the CBG is really just like, you know, that anti-inflammatory on steroids. Wow. So. Okay. Yeah. And, and I can get all this stuff at Above the Clouds. Is you that can. Correct? This is correct. You, you should have brought samples. I like should have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. We could have. Yeah. But you're going to have to have me back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously. Uh, yes. And we could have popped that wine and had these. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this all started by talking about the hemp plant. So let me just. Oh, my it. gosh. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. No, no. You're fine. Fine. You're fine. That was awesome, man. I'm just like, man, these big words you're using and all this stuff. I'm thinking, but she is way too smart to be talking to me. Oh, so, my gosh. Uh, anyways, so the hemp plants then, right. how does that work? Let's just jump back. The fellow that runs the business above the clouds, mm-hmm. he is a hemp grower, I guess, correct? He, well, we, he or, is going to have a grow facility here in the next several months. Okay. But he has grown all kinds of cannabis if you catch my drift um, in in legal states yes thank you so much (laughs) oh it's the musk isn't it um yeah so he's grown in states where it's legal like he's been around like the cultivation and everything of that and i mean he's very passionate about having like really top quality plants so you grow yeah let's get back to the the the, flower thing yeah the eating so yeah you you grow the plant it reads i'm sorry it reaches um, it's maturity. I, I, they manipulate the genes so much now. It's like, oh, it's oh, either 60 to 90 probably. days or 90 to 120. So depending on what you're looking for in the plant, it can take anywhere from 60 to 120 days until the plant's mature. And then you pick the flower and you trim it. So hypothetically speaking, if we have a flower right here or a plant right here, I'm going to pick the flower. We're going to take it and let it, um, let it dry. Mm-hmm. And that process takes several weeks Mm -hmm. and then once it's dry and it's cured the process is called curing we take the flour and we will break it up and put it on a cookie sheet like you're going to put it in the oven needs Mm -hmm. to be at 240 degrees for about 45 minutes and that decarbs it decarboxylating so that's whenever the natural oils like cbd cbg cbn all of that gets to come out of the flour because you could eat marijuana or hemp and not ever get any effects from it because it has to reach a certain temperature for the molecules to be activated. They are in the plant, but for them to be activated for human consumption, they have to reach a certain temperature. So that's why we decarb it in the oven, 240 degrees, 45 minutes, take it out, and then you can put, uh, my preferred method is to put it in a crock pot with butter, Mm -hmm. and then you put some water in there too, Mm -hmm. um, so that it helps separate it easier. And you let that marinate for four to five hours, and then your butter is infused. And you take cheesecloth, and then you um, scoop all of the butter. Like I mean, you would put the cheesecloth over a bowl, and then pour everything over the cheese cheesecloth, and the butter goes down into the bowl. And then you squeeze out the um, the flour, and then you're set there with infused butter. I mean, you can do that with any oil as well. 
but that's just the the quickest easiest way to explain that wow that i mean that uh, when you're telling me this i'm sitting there thinking geez Pete, that's a lot of work <laughs> it is uh, it is yeah. a good bit of work it is so like when you think about products that have cbd in them keep in mind they can do this in a bulk way so that it doesn't sound so tedious like you know if if you know one person's doing it and they have one plant like they have to go through all of this to get it done but like farmers huge farms that have lots and lots of hemp plants they have like a, a huge extraction facility and they can do so much more at once but just keeping in mind people are like oh my gosh it's so expensive yada yada mm-hmm. like i get that and i understand that and you shouldn't overpay because it is in abundance but it does take it, it is a process to get the extraction yeah. and everything, like especially to be clean, because now they're doing cold press, which is really awesome. Like we carry a product that's cold press CBD, and it's just the flavor of it and the the relief that you get from it is so much different than any other product I've ever tried. And I'm convinced that it's because of the super clean cold press extraction process. And I'm just, like that kind of thing excites me because. I'm a very clean eating, mm-hmm. um, very conscious of what I put in and around my body. And well, so that's what that's makes me feel good about knowing you're promoting this stuff because I, right. I know how, I know you from talking to you several times now, mm-hmm. and you are a, you want to put good stuff in your body, and you're talking right. well about this stuff. And I know you've done your research. Uh, we're going to get we're going to get into your educational background, mm-hmm. which uh, enables you to talk so uh, educated about all these products. After we come back after the break, because it's eight twenty three, eight twenty four, running out of time here in this segment. Thankfully, I've got Kelsey back <laughs> in the next segment. But before we go, I just want to touch on one thing. You said it has to get to 240 degrees. So is that why if somebody makes, let's say, marijuana brownies and they put the brownies in the oven, is that what activates the stuff in the in the weed, so to speak, to 240 degrees? Because you, you said the hemp has to be. You could potentially put like, okay, you would want to do an extraction process first, like to put it in the butter. You potentially could put like actual pieces of the flour of the buds in the brownie and mix it up. And then while it's cooking, it would decarb, but that's going to taste <laughs> disgusting. Okay. So it would be better to do the extraction before infuse the butter or oil, whatever you're doing, and then put it in the brownie. So like you could take a scoop of that butter, and put it in your mouth and you'd be feeling right. If you wanted to, you don't, you don't have to bake it, but it's an option. All right. Welcome back to 100.9 The Line. We're just having a little, uh, little fun here off, uh, offline. And Kelsey Umbell is just flattering me to no, no end here. Uh, 45. Yeah, no thanks. I'm a little bit older than that. Okay. <laughs> So, Kelsey, let's get back to uh, Above the Clouds and all this good stuff we're learning. Tell me about your education. So. Because, <laughs> you, you, I mean, obviously, uh, the, the, the spill you gave me before the break there, I mean, all those big words and all that information and, and knew what you were talking about. I mean, you, you're a very smart young lady. And uh, I, I just got to know how, you know, tell me about your education. Okay, so I have a degree in social behavior. Okay. And that has nothing to do with what I do now. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, everything well. that I've learned has just like, okay, so I feel bad for kids who are in high school who are like constantly pushed to figure out what they need to do with their life for the next 40 years. Right. Um, I was one of those people trying to decide. So I went to school for social behavior and just then kind of fell into the whole, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's happened. I figured it out. This is what I love. This is what I'm passionate about. So I put myself through... <laughs> hypothetical classes uh-huh. <laughs> and I read like, <laughs> be, be, because this market is so 
um, saturated and full of like misinformation, I go straight to the source, which to me is a study done by a hospital. Mm -hmm. So I read studies by NIH and Johns Hopkins. I try to read at least three a week. And I mean, that takes me a couple hours because I'm not hip to all of the jargon that they use. So I have to look up a lot of words to know exactly what they're trying to say. But that has made me learn a lot Mm -hmm. because had you talked to me three years ago before I got really deep into this, I would be like, yeah, Cannabinous, <laughs> and wouldn't you know? You. Wouldn't be able to really say a whole lot. But like, once you're passionate about something, you know, you're you're willing to do a lot to learn about it. So, with this, that's that's kind of how that happened. So, all of any and all information that I'm able to give people is straight from a study done by usually Johns Hopkins or NIH. And I just di- read a study from. Mount Sinai um, that was about addiction and oh. cannabis and its help, or, well, specifically CBD mm-hmm. and its help with that. So, um, yeah. And I wow. try to, because we can't make claims to, oh, CBD is going to help this and it's going to do that mm-hmm. for you. Um, I'm able to show people these studies and be like, you can make your own decision. This is what these people have done. You know, I'm able to, to rebuttal all of this information to you. If you want to physically see the information that I'm telling you, right here it is. Um, it's just even like cannabis magazines like Leafly has really good stuff, but they they have to leave out a lot of things and they aren't able to cite clinical studies because they are a media presence and the clinical studies are still just studies. Okay. So, so it's that it's like a, it's a hairy news. area. Yeah, yes. you don't want any fake news. Right. Exactly. So wow. There's that. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, I appreciate you giving me that background because yeah. obviously by talking to you and listening to you, you're very in- intelligent about all this Thank stuff. Thank you. Uh, man, really enjoying the segment. So now, okay, so we learned a lot about hemp, how to make uh, products with hemp, food, all those good things. Let's get into, oh, and you mentioned something and you just said that I, I want to touch on. Uh, is it addictive? CBD. You said you mentioned that in what you're is CBD. It is, CBD uh, is not addictive. It is not like, addictive. especially because it doesn't bind to a receptor. The okay. um, the study I was speaking of from Mount Sinai was talking about people who suffer from heroin addiction specifically, and they had 42 abstinent men and women, and they sat them down and they administered 800 or 400 milligrams of CBD before they were going to do trigger cues. So they ran through these videos. They had these 42 people in this room. They ran through these videos of like a dog and people petting a dog and like being with their family. And then they had a video of like syringes and needles and things like that. And they measured cortisol levels in the saliva and heart rate. Well, for that, you know, they had also did a placebo administration for every single person that was administered CBD their heart rate and cortisol levels remained the same in comparison to the placebo where the heart rate and cortisol levels were up. So that tells us that CBD helps regulate the emotional response in the brain that, you know, is associated with trigger cues like, you know, things that you use to do heroin. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty, I mean, that just tickles me to pieces. So, I mean, and that was only 42 people and they're going to need to do that for another probably 500 before they're going to be able to make any claims to CBD helps with this. So that's, I'm constantly trying to dig up things as much as I can. And I have a lot of people looking out for me like, oh, I just heard so-and-so. Like I have friends in Vermont who work at the hospital up there and they're like, we just did a study on this. So they're always trying to throw me bones so I can stay up to date with what's going on 
down and like you know give the most accurate help that I can. Mm-hmm. So. Wow, that's fantastic, man! Thank you very much for all that. Yeah, you're and all. So let's get into uh, it's eight forty in the morning. We're gonna get to a break here in another minute or two. Uh, I want to touch on you've got this shirt on, and <laughs> <laughs> it says psilocybin, guys. Okay, <laughs> okay. Th- th- yeah, because <laughs> I said I'm not gonna be able to pronounce that. I, I don't. And so let's let's walk down that a little bit with. Be mindful. We're going to take a break here in about two minutes. We'll touch on this. Uh, get get me started on that. Okay, so psilocybin is the magic component in magic mushrooms. Okay, so is, magic mushrooms. Now, yes. if I remember back to my earlier days, <laughs> uh, we would have uh, you know mushrooms. Right. Uh, you know, what do they do to you, and, and what are they full of? The magic mushrooms. So they are full of psilocybin and. They have a differing effect for a lot of people, but essentially, um, they're able to, okay, you know, like when something kind of clicks with you, when you're like, I know there's this thing that I need to do. Like, I need to work out. I need to stop smoking. I need to um, eat better. Like, you have this thing you know you need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps people most often with that click of knowing that you need to do it and then actually driving to the action of, okay, I'm not smoking anymore, I'm going to stop eating trash, or I'm going to start working out. And people actually start doing things. These are just examples of things. Um, mm-hmm. Johns Hopkins has a huge, huge study going right now that's like for helping cope with death. So like people that have cancer, like terminal illnesses, they're administered one dose of psilocybin, and they are walked through this trip, quote unquote, and they're able, like when they leave... And a couple weeks later, you know, we do a follow-up with the counselor. They're like, I am not afraid to die anymore. And, like, to me, coming from someone as a child who was scared to death to step off of my parents' deck because I heard that ticks could give you Lyme disease and that could kill you. Like, being scared of death as a child and, like, growing up to be the adult that I am and, like, remembering how that felt and how scary that was and that people were able to have acceptance that, you know, it's it's a part of the process and, like, you know, maybe you believe life goes on after, like, mm-hmm. then yeah. then that's great. Um, but just having that acceptance and not being scared all the time and, you know, your loved ones can see that you're upset and things like that, that's the most monumental thing in my eyes. But aside from that, a lot of people have their kind of come-to-God moments mm-hmm. on with psilocybin specifically mm-hmm. and... It, it's just it's just so exciting to see yeah, that is people talk about it and like the light in their eyes of like this this literally changed my life like a small dose like not even getting a lot of visuals just mm-hmm. I took this dose I felt you know <laughs> brings a whole new meaning to tripping people well i'm having a blast here this morning i'll tell you what kelsey is really educating me and uh and not that i'm easily educated but i am but i am learning a lot a whole new meaning to tripping just came out here. <laughs> having a blast here uh so kelsey uh the yeah what's the word again psilocybin psilocybin <laughs> And I'm loving the psilocybin, man. This is good stuff. I'm going on a trip, man. I don't oh, know dear. where I'm going to. So uh, that is in. Let's let's walk down now. The, the difference in marijuana and the THC mm-hmm. and the, the medicinal purposes. Right. You were talking about decriminalization of, of happy mushrooms. Yes. Let's just call them happy mushrooms right. for my my sake. Uh, where. Where are we at with that, and why are they going down that road, so to speak? So it's actually called decriminalization of nature, like decriminalized oh. nature. Like you okay. can um, Google or 
YouTube or Facebook that, and their pages will come up. Like, D.C. has a decriminalized D.C., so it's about decriminalizing plants. So that's any... Um, any medicinal like plant that we are currently not legally allowed to use, such as mushrooms, peyote, San Pedro, so that's peyote, like cactuses, that's the, yeah, peyote, yeah, buttons, yeah. and yeah. I- ayahuasca, DMT. Um, DMT is found in ayahuasca, but like you know, you can lick the back of a frog on the Colorado River, and it'll send you somewhere special. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's yeah, that's no, a psychedelic. A Come on now, that, that's too good a story to pass up. <laughs> no, T- tell I mean, me this. <laughs> yeah, no, that, tell so, me this story. Yeah, the Colorado River frog. If you, I've not done this. I'm, I don't like frogs. They creep me out. Um, I have friends who have done this. You're you, starting to creep me you, out looking frogs, but yeah, go ahead. I, I know, right? Um, I felt the same, but it's only weird if it doesn't work. So, it's, okay, okay. so um, yeah, you lick the back of this frog and it secretes DMT, which is also found like deep in our brains, like during dream state. So you lick that DMT, and I mean, it's you're taking it straight to the face. So like it you, sends you right into a dream state, and I mean that's something that you know set and setting are very important with like any psychedelic set setting uh, safety and efficacy knowing all those things are very important but yeah like especially in something like dmt and like ayahuasca that really like that's where you get really intense visuals and that's where you're going to do a lot of your inner psyche work so people who have a lot of past traumas and a lot of addiction issues like iboga also Mm. has been seen to treat addiction um all of this kind of helps to rewire the brain and How can we import these frogs to Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, you know and what? Greencastle uh, and let me, Hagerstown? Let me talk that's to my what, guy. Yeah, that, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> we can start a frog farm. There you go, guy. We got a new business. There we I was go. just thinking, like that—that that is such a new. You have some frogs around. It's called yeah. "Come Lick a Frog." Yeah, yeah. And for twenty bucks, you can lick one of the frogs. Oh, yeah, you, you, you could, could charge. Bucks. We wouldn't even have to charge hundreds 20. of dollars. So, uh, well, I wonder. <laughs> Uh, how like if you lick this frog is this stuff going in or no it, it, it continues repro- yeah it continues to reproduce the the dmt now, 5 meo dmt is a specific molecule but we'll just call it dmt for now with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> rod's like girl yeah, like, i can't it, with you yeah, right now yeah i just like so uh my mind goes to how anybody ever established that these frogs would I yield off this thing i'm 99 percent certain that it was some native american thing they would sit around um, and do the yes well they listen probably, to the spirits and the yes. intuition on you know how to get deeper into like a spiritual and intuition state to you know because they didn't have cell phones they didn't have you know the tribe up the street telling them oh the buffalo are coming like you know you have to trust the your the spirits of the Spirit earth and world. and then your intuition of okay is it time that we move the tribe and things like that so they did whatever they had to do to get most in touch with their higher selves or their god or however you know you want to coin it it's all the six of one half a dozen of another um they just needed that extra thing to tell them what to do because in our thinking minds we have so much interference with what's going on in the present that like we don't always get to listen to our intuition of what's the next move type of thing so you are now entering the twilight zone (laughs) here we are (laughs) okay mom and dad we are in the twilight zone (laughs) And it's not even your house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're listening. They'll get a big kick out of that. Yes. Because that's what I say when I go over there. I'm entering the twilight zone sometimes. And I get that way, too. I mean, right. I don't care. You forget what day it is. I do the same thing. I don't give a... Especially right. if I'm looking at 
uh, psilocybin. Um, psilocybin. You're going to get it. By the if, time I leave, you're going to get it. Psilocybin. <laughs> I, I got that in my mind now. Uh, so, geez, man. Okay, the frogs. <laughs> that was a, uh, <laughs> interesting story. Awesome. But, yeah, that, that is awesome. So, are those frogs just germane to Colorado no, out there? No. Um, are they other actually, places? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that they are other places, but I don't know, like, how far they might branch out. Okay. But, um... Man, I just want amazing. to. I just want to say, as a plant medicine advocate, I don't advise anyone to do any psychedelics without you know having a list of things such as a secured setting and the set of your mind, um, a testing kit to test whatever psychedelics you're doing to make sure that they are safe and are in fact what they say they are, okay. and to have a sitter and then to you know have be in the proper mindset to do so. Like people, you know, go to festivals and go (laughs) balls to the walls, having fun and everything out there. Yeah. And have too many mushrooms (laughs) and do funny things. And it's hilarious. But it's also they are a tool for the psyche. And that's, you know, that's why Johns Hopkins really is diving into them and using them, you know, for help of death. um, What do you call it? Like. Accepting you, death acceptance yeah. and and stuff like that. So and bereavement, you know, for, bereavement, right? And okay. and addiction and PTSD and that's something that's so new. I almost like I'm just so excited about it. You it's are, like, and, I, and I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I want to do my mushroom with you. Okay, uh, I want to do some mushrooms so that I'm safe and okay. I know what I'm doing and then I'm taking what I'm supposed to be taking because I'm I'd be scared to death in today's world. Uh, it's different than you know the 70s. You know right. when you were doing oh, mushrooms yeah, they or do. whatever. I mean, I, people are just out there. Well, they had those laced THC cartridges there a couple months back and found out this this like mom and son were bootlegging these cartridges that were from a quote unquote Cart- dispensary of- like a cartridges of THC Okay. They were supposedly from a dispensary, and they were putting like just random fluid in with it, and depleting them, and then selling them for the same amount that they bought oh. them. So, like that's someone manipulating a plant. I mean, it's not straight from the plant, obviously, if it's mm-hmm. in a cartridge. But like, yeah, people are out to manipulate things just i don't like i don't know where people get off on this stuff right yeah (laughs) but it's yeah like it's not it's something to take seriously and as far as the safety and efficacy of of what's going on with it and and just to know what you're about to get yourself into because the other thing i remember being in school in high school we talked about what little bit we did talk about drugs and alcohol it was always psychedelics were don't do them you might have a bad trip Right. And it's like, okay, cool. I learned so much. (laughs) And like usually most people, the consensus of, I mean, I'm not huge in the psychedelic community, but like I like to talk about it with as many people as I can because I find it fascinating. Yes. I mean, it alludes to a lot of what's going on in our brains and things. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people that I've talked to, in fact, I'd say 99% of the people who have claimed to have ever had a bad trip said, I, I had this and this going on in my life and I realized what I needed to work on and as soon as I accepted that discomfort or that whatever was coming up for me and I you know really drilled down deep into what was going on in my life and I accepted it, I was able to move on. Gotcha. So, I mean, and that's pretty, like, I mean, that's just so neat. Yeah, that is. Well, I'll tell you, Kelsey, I am, I've learned a lot here today and I could just keep talking and listening to you. So I'm going to have to have you back because we <laughs> are running out of time. But let's just tell people now above the clouds, that's where you, uh, you work and you're an educator. And where are they located? We are at 39 North Potomac in Hagerstown. And of course, you can go online at. 
um, www.abovethecloudscurative.com. Okay, there you go. And when they go in there, they see you, ask you questions, what you need help with. Oh, boy, O'Day, what a great day. Thank you so much for coming in, Kelsey. I learned a lot. We're going to be right back for a wrap. This is 100.5.